Trying to tell your story to the world? MailChimp can help for free. They've got gorgeous pre-designed email templates. You can also code your own, and that sounds intimidating. I'm telling you personally, it's not. I've been a MailChimp user many years. I've made some of these templates. They send them out. They look good. They reflect what you want to say. It's really cool. MailChimp shows you how to send, when you should send, why people open an email, or why they click delete. They'll also help you find your audience. They find your people, grow your business. MailChimp can help you tell your story effectively and find people who care about it. More at MailChimp.com. Hello to all my bad dog adopters out there. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. Hey everybody, it's Gethard here, aka the giraffe, which for some reason fans of this show insist on still calling me. You have forced that one to stick, so I guess I'll just embrace it and say for some reason, looks like now I'll have to explain for the rest of my life why my nickname is the giraffe to a certain segment of people. Speaking of beautiful anonymous fans, I just got back from London, I was there for two weeks doing career suicide, and every single night I met a fan of beautiful anonymous, at least one, and and it was so nice. It was cool. It's really the first time I've toured in a big way. I've been so locked down in New York City. It's like really one of the first times I've gone somewhere else for an extended period of time since uh, since this show became what it is. And it was so cool. It was so cool and nice to meet so many people and uh, and, and, and people who were so nice about the show. It seems, everybody, it seems like everybody feels like it's like a secret in their life. Like nobody was coming up to me like, yo, beautiful anonymous. People would like quietly pull me aside and go like, I'm a really big fan of, of the of the podcast and then they'd save an episode and be like, you married a monster one, huh? And I think it seems like it's a gentle, thoughtful group of people out there. And it was so nice to meet so many of you guys and so cool, so cool, so inspiring. And on that note, I have decided, and, and this is not a thing that's planned. I'll obviously announce more of this once it's ready, but I want to take this thing on tour. I want to figure out a way to go to different cities all over the world and, and do calls live on stage. And, and we, you, you can get, because I, I go do stand up, go do career suicide. That's nice. But imagine if I could come out and we could just do a thing for us, for beautiful and honest fans. So, so one thing that will really help me plan it is if I know where you guys are. So what I've done is um, in the Facebook group, I, I keep mentioning we have a beautiful anonymous, the community Facebook group, that's up to 3,500 members and people are in there really nice and and thoughtful and talk about the show and all sorts of other stuff. But I have a poll going in there. It's actually the pinned post there now asking you what city you're from. If I ever go on tour, would you want me to come to your city? So go see if your city's on the list. Click yes, you know, add your vote for that city. And if uh, if your city's not on the list, add it. And I'm, I'm going to try to get out there on the road second half of this year. I really want to make it happen. So let me know where that is. And speaking of the Facebook group, reaction to last week's episode, a very, very nice woman named Alicia wrote a message. It's beautiful. You should go read the whole thing. It's very long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But she basically says... Call her. She's the type of woman you're looking for. She says she, she was working at a coffee shop, and a guy named Devin came in, and he was very nervous. They went on a date. He very nervously mentioned he was a father of three, and she said, I don't care. You, 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 she said, you talked about them in the shop. I heard about them. And it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. A very beautiful message. You should join and read it. And, and just at the end, I want to read the last paragraph because I felt this was inspiring. Call her. I felt so inspired to write to you, if you're reading this, because two days before your episode aired, Devin proposed to me. And I said yes. The kids were ecstatic at the news. He asked their permission. They gave it wholeheartedly. So hold on. She is out there, and she will find you when you least expect it. And if I can offer one piece of advice, become a regular at a coffee shop. So call her from last week. 
four kids. Zero Spaghetti, if you're listening, there's a very, you, sh- you in particular joined the Facebook group I've been plugging because there's a very inspirational message. And Alicia, what a beautiful thing you wrote. Seriously, go read the whole thing. It's beautiful. This week's call, a fun one, one of the biggest ball busters in the history of the show, but also someone who's dealt with something serious, an illness, a very specific illness picked up in a very specific way and somebody's in the, in the course of recovery, but also has a lot of fun with me. And if you get this deep into the episode, is trying to get a dog adopted. So if you're, if you're in the market for a dog, listen to the end of this episode. This is a good person who, uh, who needs a little help getting back on their feet, and they're handling it with a lot of grace and a lot of humor. But also, adopting a dog is always a nice thing to do. So listen. Listen, you, you voyeurs, to this exhibitionist, and uh, maybe help, help this guy out. Call it. Thank you so much, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hey. Hey, is this Chris? Yeah. Hey, Chris. How are you? I, I'm okay. I, I must say your your hold music is pretty ominous. Really? And you were on hold. I'm hearing you were on hold for a long time. We're doing two calls today. I hear you sat on hold for the whole hour of the prior call. Yeah, you know, I feel like... You know, the little I know about you, I feel like you're doing pretty well for yourself. So I feel like you might be able to bring for the deluxe package and get some, you know, it's, it's the Christmas season, right? And Or, or you know, holiday season. And you have this dark dungeon piano forcing me to listen to for, for you know, an hour. And I just feel like you could do better. What is you know, this? I've uh, never heard it. I've never been. On, I'm the only person in the world who's tried to participate in this who's never had ha, who's never had to be on hold. What does it sound like? Can you replicate it? Um, the beautiful no, hold music. But I can, I can, I can tell you that it, it's dark, and you don't really want to listen to it for an hour. So, um, okay. you know, there's there's worse things in life, but you know, maybe maybe something uh, upbeat. Um, uh-huh. You know, I, th- I think you can figure it out. Yeah. I don't know what the options are here. I don't really know. I'm not a technical guy. You know, I just come in, I sit down in front of the mic. The Earwolf, the Earwolf machine, the Earwolf corporate machine is the one that has the whole system set up. I don't know. Maybe they like it ominous. Try to intimidate the other podcasting companies out there. Like Perhaps. Def- I, just, I just feel like if you're, if you're trying to kind of jazz up your potential callers, you, you, you could pick something a little, little more vibrant. But, Same. you know. For the service of the calls themselves, if you want, if we want people to have positive energy, we should drub them with, with relentlessly negative, ominous. Hold me. I want everybody. If if you've ever been on hold and you agree, I want you to let me know about this. Feel free to tweet at me or uh, go in the Facebook group. If you got opinions on the hold music, I have no idea if we can even change that. But I'd love to hear if other people agree with your assessment of this. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for uh, talking to me today. I'm happy to talk to you because can I tell you something about how, you? How are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great about you because honestly, you have, you have the most crystal clear phone connection in the history of this podcast, and I don't know how you're pulling it off. I uh, perhaps that's karma for having to bear your <laughs> dungeon music for <laughs> the last hour and fifteen minutes. Okay, all right, I get it. It's not my fault. You, you're a maniac who sat there for seventy-five minutes waiting for me. That's on you, bro. Yeah. But I appreciate yeah, that, it. That's true. I appreciate it. You know, I I I just uh, listened to your "Don't Think Twice" uh, film um, two nights ago. Listen, you say you listened to a film. I list. I listened to it. I did not watch it. How does that? So I work? listened to the entire thing. 
Uh, well, I have two ears, and it it worked pretty pretty well. No, I I haven't I, I haven't been able to to watch things for for quite a while. Why I've, is that? I've had a, a bit I've had a bit of an illness um, uh, about a year and a half ago. I was working in um, in Eastern Africa, and I got pretty ill. So I one of my my symptoms is I really struggle with screens, which in this modern age is a, a bit of a, of a downer. Um, mm. Anyway, so that's, that's why I listened to your entire film. And actually, um, it was one of the better films to just listen to. You don't really have to see your face or anyone's faces. You can kind of enjoy the, you know, the monologues and yeah. Well, I'm, I want to apologize because yeah. you and I were you were, you were really busting my balls, and I was trying to bust your balls back, and then it got very it got it got very sad, and I apologize. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I was like, yeah, listen yeah. to. I know that works out, huh? I'm like, listen to a film. How do you do that? And you're like, well, my sight has been ravaged by disease, and now I look like the asshole. Well, I'm I, I'm not in your defense. I'm not blind. It just uh, you know it increases the inflammation quite a bit. Yeah, so it's, it's like a neurological thing that that uh well it's not quite light it's it's stimulation that um is past a certain point that makes it pretty hard um what is this can i ask what you came down with well i don't know the initial virus so i was um pretty deep um i was in a community in, in uganda that i've had a connection to for for a while um that i love a lot and I thought it was just a typical, um, you know, traveler's diarrhea problem, you know, um, mm-hmm. for anyone out there that has had that kind of horrible uh, vomiting diarrhea spell um, that lasts three or four days and usually clears up even without antibiotics. But this one didn't didn't get better. Um, and I started getting some neurological problems. They actually had to fly me out and, you know, land one of those little small planes to pick me up. Um, actually, Chris, it was crazy. You know, uh, as you can imagine, it was a pretty bad week. And um, this little little plane comes to pick me up um, and it crashes. Can you believe that? And uh, it was a bad day. <laughs> What are you talking about? It was you, a real bad day. So they it, had it crashed on its so way to pick to you up, or when you had you got yeah. On there's, the plane. there's no, no. Well, I guess I guess it could have been worse, huh? I wasn't on the plane. They were they were um, you know making a special stop to pick me up, and uh, there's a small, tiny little airport where I was, um, and as they landed, one of the it, it wasn't a complete crash, but there's a lot of damage to the plane. They had to, you know, send a new plane out, but it was just a kind of an exclamation point on a like a shit day, right? You know, was everyone okay yeah, on was the plane? Hard. Yeah, yeah, for, they were they were okay. They just they were pissed. It, it was scary for a second, but it worked out. You know, we got a new plane in about eight or nine hours. But I was trying to get to the hospital, so yeah, I was pretty upset. Eight or nine hours, not an ideal yeah. delay when you're having neurological issues and need to get to a hospital. But, you know, I had all the fruit I could have wanted, some fresh ground nuts, so, you know, it was okay. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was a hard, hard moment. Anyway, that's why um, I listened to your film. 
I have so I did enjoy. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Wait, did you say you did enjoy or didn't? I actually really did enjoy. Um, oh, good. It was it was a great film. Yeah. I, I briefly thought you said it slipped in that you didn't enjoy it, to which I would have said to each his own. But I just wanted to make sure. What uh? Mm. What is your connection to this Ugandan community? Let's start there. I want to know more about that. You just casually said that a, a, a Ugandan community I have a, a connection to and that I love. I'd love to know more about that. Sure. Well, it's maybe six years old relationship. I was. I, w- I won't give too much detail, but a little bit. Um, I was in graduate school, and I was partnered up with this really amazing pastor, peacemaker um, from from this community in Uganda, this town. Um, we became really good friends. I went to visit him and to work with him for a bit. And then, uh, you know, kind of from there, I never lost touch. So anyway, I finally was able to return after my initial um, time with him. And uh, I was working with him for uh, a development organization um, to support his his uh, charity, his nonprofit, and uh, yeah, that's when I unfortunately got got ill. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of it was it was one of those moments, Chris, where you know, um, uh, I got to a point in my life where a lot of hard work paid off, right? Uh, a lot of schooling overcame a lot of things that, you know, maybe we don't have time to get into. And I was just loving life, right? I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, sort of one of those dream scenarios. I was in a community that was encouraging, um, where I was challenged, where I had a lot of independence, when I felt like I could make some small little impact and learn a lot. Um, and then, of course, the bottom dropped out, and I was waiting for a plane to come pick me up, right? Um, and now it's a year and a half later, and I'm still struggling with damn illness, um, kind of waiting it out. Um, we'll get better at some point, but it's it's a bit of a, a long-term issue that has a lot of hope, but... Um, Waiting's not fun, and that's where your podcasts are um, a lifesaver. Not yours, not only yours, but um, for somebody who struggles with vision, and I don't know if you've had any people with, I don't think you've had anybody with a disability, but maybe you have. But um, listening to things sometimes is maybe an only option, and it's a really beautiful option, and I actually really appreciate um, this distraction. And I have for about a year and a half. Well, I'm really glad to be some small part of uh, helping get you through this. That means a lot. Yeah. 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 Distractions are really important sometimes, you know, um, when you, not that I'm escaping with your podcast, but you know, you kind of get out of your world, right? Get out of your cycle of, 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 um, whatever it is, self-doubt or frustration or just boredom. Right. And you can kind of get in someone else's world and uh, recognize that your problems aren't the only problems, that um, everyone's kind of getting through something. And it's also nice to be distracted with some joy. 
laughter. So yeah, I appreciate that. Hey, it's my pleasure. You're, I'm going to tell you, I'm already, we're about 10 minutes in and I'm very fascinated by mm. your story. And also there's a lot of things going on with you. You, uh, you have a great sense of humor. You came out of the gate busting my balls harder than anybody has in the history of this show. That's just, that's just the objective truth. I mean, I, I feel like that's the first thing that you got to get right. You got to, you got to, you got to get your the vibe right. Here you go again. You're busting my balls. You got the clearest phone connection I've ever heard of. You're demonstrating a real positivity and, and confidence. You, you use my first name liberally in a way that's both disarming and comforting. There's a lot going on with mm-hmm. you. You've mentioned this, uh, this, uh, this outreach. It sounds like you're maybe are someone of a religious background, even in the, Telling me about what has what has to be, I would imagine, one of the grimmest moments of, of of a life when you're waiting to go to a hospital and the plane taking you there crashes. You immediately say, "But I had a lot of fruit and ground nuts." Really looking for positivity. You're a layered person. Well, they 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 do have the best bananas you'll ever have in your life um, in this area. Yeah, you know all this shipped in crap that I'm sure you have and is not is not very good. It's so they're so sweet. They're so amazing. And so you I actually really miss, miss all that food. Do you know the timeline of your recovery? Do you know the actual name of the illness you had? You, to, you kind of told me the timeline of how you got yeah. it. Do you you know what yeah, it is? Do you yeah, know how long it takes to get rid of? Yeah, it's 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 in the years, but but not um, more than a handful. And uh, it depends on you know some treatment, which I'm working on. Um, a lot of it's just a waiting game, and you know the body heals itself sometimes slowly. So, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, um, has Im- impacted my life quite a bit, but it's, it's not anything that is going to, you know, keep me from doing something exciting again at some point. And is the site, is the site, but, you know, are, the, are the site issues the primary effect on your life? Um, that's one of them. It, it, it just has a lot of neurological complications, um, nothing it's, it's, it's scary, but it's not anything that, you know, um, there's a lot worse things than this. It's mostly just extremely frustrating. Um, and you know, I haven't been able to work, so that's a big stressor. Yeah. Um, it's stressful on relationships, um, on family, you know, obviously financially it's hard when you can't work especially when you live in a country with almost zero safety net, no matter what uh, certain people say. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's a struggle, but I don't know. There, there's, there's hope at some point. Uh, it's just really, there's a lot of boredom actually. Yeah. And is, when you say neurological, is that like, is your movement affected? Is your speech? It's not your speech. I can, you're very well spoken. Is it, is it, are you in pain? No, no, it doesn't, f- it doesn't, it doesn't affect my, like, mental processing or my ability to speak or move. Um, it's, um, just a very painful thing. So, you know, essentially, um, the more activity I engage in, the more pain I get. So I end up sitting around a lot. So the, the first six months I was pretty much just in bed, which was obviously really crappy because I'm a fairly active person that likes to have a lot of stimulation and, um, so I'm better than I was a year ago, um, and I'm sure in a year I'll be better than I am now, and maybe all the way there, but maybe not. Um, so I'm in, I'm in a process. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, so it's mostly just just pain, um, and it's actually fairly isolating, Chris, because you know <laughs> when I'm not moving, when I'm not moving, and I'm not like looking at a screen or, um, you know, it's 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 okay. It's not too bad. But who wants to just sit on a bed to avoid yeah. pain? That's I get fun, it, right? So it's kind of like its own jail. So it's a big mental mental. Um, you know, battle to stay positive and don't allow yourself to feel like you're stuck. Yeah. Because then, then, you know, I, I don't, you don't want to develop emotional problems, um, that kind of stuff. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like the, the condition you're dealing with now is its own thing. And then you have to really work hard to stave off like the, the long-term yeah. mental, emotional, PTSD-style yeah, so, effects. For sure. So as soon as I got back, I got a counselor, which has very, been very helpful. So I'm staving that side off, I think, fairly well, Yeah. Uh, as best as I could. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be weird here, but I've taken a few passes at just saying, like, what's this thing called? It's becoming increasingly clear you'd prefer not to say is there is there a specific reason for that oh no it's 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 a, it's a it's a type of meningitis that meningitis yeah that sounds bad yeah that sounds yeah, bad yeah i was just trying to not not give too many descriptors right trying oh. to stay fairly anonymous oh. but, That's... but no i wasn't trying to be be to be too cryptic <laughs> no it's it's fine yeah i was just saying no i i don't think i don't think uh I don't think uh, that threatens anonymity in any way, nor are those rules in any way. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, do they have any consequences? I largely made them up on a whim, and people seem to enjoy them. So I re- appreciate that you're respecting them. So yes, yeah, so we came down with that. That's hard. Did you have? Mm. Do you have like? Uh, you got family? You got friends helping you out? Yeah, I do. Um, I've given a lot of thought to. You know, when you see like the homeless people on the streets. Um, and you wonder how they got there. Yeah. And there's just kind of my own own thoughts that I've been thinking about. I guess maybe because it's the, the holiday time. Um, sometimes I wonder, you know, without family, without friends, like how many of those people just got sick or, um, you know, had some chronic illness and they just didn't have a support system. So they're like, you know, in a box. You know, we can, there's so many ways that someone gets to a bad spot, but I never had this perspective to wonder, you know, maybe it was an actual physical illness um, without a support system that then led to a bunch of emotional problems or whatever. But I think um, I've had reason to wonder if, you know, if you don't have family and a support system, I could see someone I could even see myself like getting to that point. if like you didn't have help because sometimes you know, you can't bear things on, on your own. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I've just been, I've just been wondering. I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of time, Chris, to uh, just reflect and um, appreciate and also just be angry sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So this, uh, the 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 illness you're dealing with it's really made you kind of ponder the you're like pondering the world like your worldview is your worldview 
changing, would you say, like during this period of inactivity where all you can do is kind of um, think and plan and did the illness change your world? Let's see. Did the illness that has had you in bed for a year and a half change your worldview? Asking the real hard-hitting questions there, Gethard. We'll, we'll get the answer in a moment. In the meantime, though, let's hear from the sponsors that allow this show to happen for free. They've got all kinds of products, services, things that I, I think you might like. Check them out. What are the odds that you'll get a date by this weekend? If you are not on match, they're significantly lower than if you are on match, okay? One in three relationships start online. It's time to rethink your strategy. If you're single and looking to meet people, you've got to get on match. And look, I remember, I'm old enough to remember an era when it was like online dating. What's that all about? Guess what? It, it works all the time now. One in three relationships start online. I got some very good friends I go out to brunch with all the time. They got a kid. The kid's the best. I love hanging out with them, one of the happiest couples I know in my life, and that is the truth. And guess where they met? Online. We already know that online dating works, and Match is the way to go. They're not only number one in first dates, but in second dates too. And Match has led to more relationships than any other dating app. Match makes it easy to find that great connection. You can also download the Match app to have matches sent directly to your phone. So you can set up that first date from anywhere, anytime that's best for you. Meeting your match has never been easier. Just go to match.com slash beautiful. And for a limited time, you can try match for seven days free. That is seven days completely free to search and connect with thousands on match.com. So go ahead, create your account now at match.com slash beautiful. That is match.com slash beautiful. I don't know if it's just me or the winter. Winter always gets me. There's a lot of, I don't know what it could be. It seems like there's a lot of folks feeling down lately. What could that be all about? Listen, I'm excited to introduce our sponsor this week, Talkspace. If you've ever thought about going to therapy, but you find that it's like, it's inconvenient, it's too expensive, or or maybe maybe the stigmas are out there, you're a little embarrassed, you know, to make it into an office, give Talkspace a try. Talkspace is the online therapy company. They make it easy to connect with a licensed therapist, handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. Using Talkspace, you can text, audio, video message your therapist as much as you want. Your Talkspace therapist can listen to you event about work or family, explore your relationships with the people around you, and, and, and give you advice, help put you on the path to a happier life. To sign up or to learn more, go to talkspace.com beautiful. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code beautiful to get $30 off your first month. Show your support for this podcast. That is beautiful. Talkspace.com slash Beautiful talk space therapy for how we live today. This caller is really turning the turning the screws, giving me a hard time, also telling us about his hard time. Fascinating caller. Lucky to have him. Let's hear more on Beautiful Anonymous. Your worldview is your worldview changing, would you say? Like it, during this period of inactivity where all you can do is kind of um think and plan and I don't know. I mean I had a I had a pretty in, entrenched worldview before I got sick and I, I'm sure it is and I probably won't know, you know, ten ten years from now I'll probably know how this impacted me really, right? But um it's this time has certainly made me a bit less idealistic. Um I'm still pretty uh excited, passionate guy most days. But um, I've been thinking a lot about um, the idea of settling. And, you know, so I was at a point in my life where I 
you know, I overcame quite a bit and I was doing the job that I loved and I was really happy and I felt like I was making a teeny, teeny little impact. Right. Um, and now I'm sort of cautioned that I shouldn't get back to that place for health reasons. Um, even when this, when this is over and I've kind of never, I'm a very stubborn dude. So I've never really considered not meeting my goals. Right. Um, I know that's a privilege to say, but I've always just kind of grew up in this mindset, you know, that if I work hard enough and I try hard enough, I can get some semblance of what I want. Um, even if it's fairly idealistic, as long as I'm patient and, and I look for some, something that is close to what I want, I can get most of the way there or a part of the way there. Um, and for me, that was, um, you know, working in this community, working in international development, working in the field of peace building, um, conflict resolution, and, you know, I, I had uh, this, this, this illness happen all of a sudden, and I'm cautioned that maybe I shouldn't go down that road, which is fine. But I've never really considered what it means to settle for something else. Um, and what does that really look like? It was always kind of plow through and believe in yourself, right? Um, maybe I'm a bit naive, but that's kind of where my mindset has been. You know, um, how do you maintain your idealism and your kind of passion for a certain place or a certain type of work when you can't be there? Um, how do you find, I'm trying to, I'm basically I'm rebalancing. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Cause I'm sure there's also, you have any, you have any, um, any, I don't know too much about your life, Chris. Um, <laughs> do you have any uh, experiences where you may have had to think in that way? Well, I have. All of them are far more shallow, ego-driven, and money-driven than you, who is someone who is giving to the world. <laughs> that's another thing that sucks so bad, well, is you are someone who is – you keep using the phrase peace. You were there promoting peace, peacemaking. You were clearly someone – you were working with a pastor. You were traveling to a nation that uh, it sounds like an area of the world that was very desolate, maybe in need. You were helping, and you were – and this, and this, this reason, in in particular, there are, there are clearly, there are clearly people who had, um, who don't aim to give of themselves as much mm -hmm. as you have, who have, who have, not had to suffer well, as a let's result. Not, let's not get ahead. Of, let's let's not like. I don't want to frame myself as like this dude going into this place and making a difference. You know, mostly the, the goal is to learn, right, and then to. Um, I think most people that are being really honest with themselves when they're in that type of work, unless they're like super arrogant, um, uh, find that they like learn a lot more and make a lot more mistakes than, than, than they, you know, originally would have thought. And I think most people, if they're really honest in, in like international development or whether they're a Peace Corps volunteer, whatever the hell got them to some place to begin with, we'll find out that they're impacted a lot more. Uh, than 
perhaps how they impacted others. So right. I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, st- I don't, even still, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly accept that frame, uh, framing of my experience there, right? For sure. That being said, 99.9% of the people uh, listening to this, including myself, are probably going, yeah, but still, I never even took the time to, I never even, I've never even, I wouldn't, you know, put, you know, make my life about giving up my life to go learn about the lives of others. That's still a very positive thing you were doing. And it's, it's um, really brutal that, that, you know, one of the unfortunate results was, was this. I mean, I mean, that has to sting. And I just want to, frame my answer to your question by saying I know how, sure. know how vapid this sounds in comparison. No matter how much you want to defend and say that it's not about you and, and there's so much uh, truth to that and beauty to that, I still will say, for me, I think a lot of my reexaminations of the type you're, you're talking about are, um, I think, you know, I'm uh, a comedian by trade. I think it's a, an uh, beautiful anonymous took such a quick non-comedic turn that I think a lot of the listeners here only know me as this. I'm largely a comedian, a stand-up, and also known for doing like mm-hmm. a lot of sort of um, like oddball experimental stuff. Um, and for me, I was very much in that world and, and seeing a lot of people around me getting successful and really craved that and craved that in ways that were you know, traditional. Um, and I think for, I had, a, I, I had a lot of, uh, bitterness maybe that that wasn't happening and felt like mm-hmm. I kept missing my shot. And then, you know, came close a couple of times, had a couple of big opportunities and kind of took some swings and misses on those. They didn't work out. And, um, for me, a lot of, it was very eye opening. And I think my real a period of adjustment was kind of reexamining my values and my priorities because I realized that, I didn't really want those jobs. I just wanted the validation that came along with them. And if I was being honest, none of them were all that satisfying and that my values had always been very independent and uh, and that I was maybe mm. putting the cart before the horse to a degree. And at that point, I really readjusted and, and started making everything that I was doing like intentionally smaller and definitely more of myself and really representing what I thought was funny or interesting and trying to maybe do like, you know, chasing sitcom jobs. And I have a lot of friends who write and act on sitcoms and that's great. And those are great gigs. And and a lot of those shows are good. A lot of them are not. It's, we all know that, but I definitely felt like, man, I can maybe do stuff that's a little more human and a little more personal and maybe a little bit more, um, that's maybe going to be smaller and lead to no mainstream success, but that is maybe going to connect and, and mean a little more to the people who do find it. And that was my period of readjustment. And that's mm-hmm. led, led to things like this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you just make a small admission that you have friends that work for crappy shows? The, the crappy shows <laughs> that you don't, you don't think you're any good. I feel, I feel like you just admitted something that um, we need to discuss. Okay. But, but, may, but maybe not. I don't want to, I don't want to call them out. I just, for those, <laughs> if this ever gets out there, I just, I want everyone to know that Chris just admitted that. At least one of his friends worked for a, a, a shit show um, for a of time. Well, the good thing about being in the world of comedy is I think, <clears throat> excuse me, many of my friends would admit that you take a lot of money gigs and not all my friends are going to claim that they worked on the best shows. I'm, 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 I'm just playing. Yeah. I know you are. And I like I like I like that you're busting my balls. I do. Cuz also as 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 we talk more and more it makes me realize that a phone call like you I bet like 
you know, you, you physically experience a lot of pain. You get up again, but a phone call, you get to let loose and you're, you're giving me the business a little bit, turning the screw. And I like that. Oh, you're, you're having fun. I like it. No, this is a, this is a, this is a cool medium. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's a good time. Now I'm going to put something else out here. And again, you don't have to, you don't have to go there if you don't want. You have now twice said I overcame a lot of things to get to the point where I got totally up to you. If you don't mm-hmm. want to get into it, at one point you said maybe we don't, you know, overcame a lot of things that we won't have time to talk about. We do have over half an hour left. I don't know if you want to expand or if you want to just keep having fun, move forward. Totally up to you. Not putting pressure, but I can't. You floated it out there twice. The phrase "I've overcome a lot of things." I feel like I'd be yeah, honor, well. honor bound to at least make sure I say what what up with that. Um, well, you know, part of it is just, you know, busting your butt and working hard. Right. Um, which isn't necessarily overcoming, you know, terrible things. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, for a while there I had a rough family life. Um, had some alcoholism in my family that, you know, affects things that is fine now, um, which is actually a really beautiful story. It worked out. Um, you know, uh, learn some really good lessons on where you can affect change and where you can't, when to, when to just back off, um, which I try to apply to my life. Um, yeah, yeah. So mostly it was family, family issues, um, just working hard, trying not to get, uh, get my, my foot caught in too many places. Um, you know, we don't have to go too far into that rabbit hole, but, the point being, I learned some really good lessons on, you know, when not to get involved, um, when you, where you can impact change in your family, um, where you should just let people be um, and live your own life. And that's actually the more loving thing to do. Um, yeah. Wow. That is a... Succinct but, answer. I learned Succinct that lesson like horribly. Oh yeah, go on. I learned that lesson uh, uh, through making a lot of bad decisions. Um, but I'm actually that part of my life. I'm really grateful for. You know, that, that, some, there's some problems there that, looking back, I mean, yeah, looking back, I'm pretty grateful that I learned those lessons. You know, with my current issue with this uh, meningitis, it's just kind of like there isn't really a huge lesson. It's just there's just a shit thing that happened. Um, you know, and got in the way of a lot of things. Um, there aren't a lot of lessons except just getting through it, you know. But uh, for what I was just referencing, yeah, there's some good lessons from that. And, you know, I don't forget that. Yeah. You were extraordinarily succinct, yeah. packed in a lot of information and hope in that. I think the job was well done. I also, as you say, I would imagine as I get to know your personality, you're someone who it's like, all right, mm-hmm. you see clearly very level-headed person, very positive person, forward-thinking person, challenge yourself. I would have to imagine in an, a very odd way, tell me if I'm right or wrong about this, it would probably be less frustrating for you if you were afflicted with something that was permanent on some level, because it seems to me like you're someone who if they said, hey, this is your new reality. You have to adapt to it. You have to figure out how to move forward. You just have to live mm-hmm. with this. That seems like something that you have become accustomed to in your life, saying, like, okay, I'm going to work as hard as I can. I'm going to figure it out. It seems to me like being told, like, hey, you're going to be fine. 
In a couple years, you just got to wait it out. That seems almost more torturous based on what I'm learning of you because you're someone who's like, no, I'm going to be proactive. I'm going to change things. I'm going to bring the positivity to it. Well, I, I, I think what's, yeah, I think what's difficult is, I think you're potentially right. Uh, I can't say I've ever had a, a permanent neurological condition to, to know, right? Right. Um, how I would react to that. I might, I might get depressed and hate my life, right? But I don't know. But um, you might be right. I think um, the, I mean, a lot of people don't do well with uncertainty. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the waiting, a lot of the uncertainty with, it, with this illness, a lot of the um, just kind of day by day, there's no real change. Yeah, then that gets to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You're- I'm sure mentally it might be a little bit easier if you just, something was over, right? And you're like, this is what I got. I got to move forward. But I'm of the mind where it's like, no, this is going to get better, which it, it will. So I'm in my mind, I'm like projecting, what am I going to do next? Right. So I'm just yeah. in here kind of um, waiting, um, trying to plan things out. But, but the issue is I can't really be too proactive, Chris. Right. Like yeah. when I've had issues before, um, you know, uh, I've all I've been all about being proactive, whether it's, you know, you get a little injury, you know, you're doing your therapy or you got an emotional thing with your family, you do your therapy, you, you get through it, you get strong. Um, and that's fine. But with this, there isn't a lot to do except like, you know, get through that day and, you know, listen to some podcasts and try to laugh a little bit and, you know, there's just not a lot to do. I'm, yeah. I'm not good with just boredom. No, I've picked up on that. You're very clearly the type of person who makes a to-do list and then you start checking things off the to-do list. That's very, it's very clear. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, Yeah, so, you know, I have, these, I have these crappy to-do lists. It's like, okay, wake up, listen to your podcast, right? Then <laughs> do yoga, then do this. Then, you know, all these like super basic things, right? Yeah. That, um... It's never really been my life before, but I'm still, I still try to yeah. live in that way. But, um, at the very beginning of this illness, it wasn't, I was like, it was really hard. Cause you know, I was, the, <laughs> I think a lot of people didn't enjoy 2016, but the range of 2016 was kind of incredible for me. Right. Like on the one hand I could be like living this dream life, um, doing what I wanted to do. But instead, I'm like laying on the bed, right? Yeah. Rooting for Bernie Sanders. That's, that was a big distraction for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have to imagine if you're a Bernie guy too, this, the uh, listening to the news unfold day by day probably wasn't. Oh my God. Not you the, know, not the best. As oh, I've geez. said, you know, auditory things were kind of my jam this year. So, yeah. Oh man, I had to listen to so much news because there's only so many podcasts worth listening to. And, or maybe I just didn't know enough of them yet. Um, but yeah, the news was pretty damn depressing. Yeah. At times exciting. I don't think you were a Bernie guy. I think I think I think uh, I might have heard in a, uh, and you know, as you'd say to each his or her own. But you you were you were a, a Clinton Clinton supporter then. You don't have to get into that, Chris. Well, I'll tell you where. I'll tell you what. Just trying, I'll tell you what. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. 
Which side of history you were on? (laughs) I like you. Here's the thing. I donated to Bernie in the early days. I did donate to Bernie in the early days. Um, I will say right out of the gate, I donated. Bernie sent me way too many emails. Way too many emails. To a degree where even as someone who is like excited and rooting for him, I was like, oh man, this is annoying. I will just say constructive advice if anybody from the Bernie Sanders campaign is listening, it got very annoying very fast to be a Bernie supporter. And then I'll also say too, I felt (laughs) like, you know what I started to realize was after a certain point, to me, it just felt very pie in the sky. And I really liked Bernie and I really liked a lot of what he had to say. And I think very clearly, you know, especially as far as like class conflict and working the working class in America, I think everything he said there, I was like, hell yeah. And uh, and I also think that was a message that clearly, in retrospect, was gonna get through a lot more than Hillary's very vague mm-hmm. uh, messaging. But I did feel like at a certain point, it was like you can say college is gonna be free, and you can say everybody's gonna have health care, but we've all seen like Obama couldn't even get a Supreme Court justice on at the same time that was happening. It's like ideologically and, and theoretically, I think he everything he's saying is describing a world that is just a better place. I don't think it's gonna happen, and I think I. My support of Hillary is very clearly like uh, she's going to get things done and almost like I like it that she's like a backroom dealer who's going to pull some senators aside and be like, cut the shit, I'll destroy you. Like she had that side of it and I really liked that. I didn't think that was a negative. Uh Uh-huh. I can respect that, that you you, you felt like she was a progressive that gets things done, right? I didn't feel (laughs) (laughs) No, I... Ooh, I, you're, I, you you know how to stick it to a guy. You know you know how to you know you got no no no. You got I, that I, sarcastic I, I wish. I'm I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, and I think your criticism is shared by many people. Um, however, I really can appreciate somebody who. Okay, I, I don't I don't think Bernie's all that. I think he's incredibly idealistic, but I think that. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't know him, but I think he's the type of dude who shoots as high as he can, and then if he can't quite get there, he takes what he got. You know, so I'm, and maybe that's the type of person I would like like to be. Somebody who can shoot as high as he can get, and then whatever whatever you get, you take. You're willing to um, land among the stars, as the saying goes. Well, well, perhaps, but you know what? You're <laughs> you're you're in New York City, right? You're in New York. Yeah. Well, what do you know about the history of New York City colleges and how incredibly affordable they were they way were back before CUNY. our time? You're talking, we're talking about the City University of New York. No, they, 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 they were free back in the day. There you go. So, like, I think, in the, you know, I think, are you saying that, like, it's so idealistic to do what we've already done? We just, there's no way we can do what we've already done. Wow. I think that's silly, you know? Uh I, I think when you're pulled so far in one direction to think that all of these really basic things are idealistic is 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 to lose yourself a little bit. And I I think we have to be squarely looking at our history and histories around the world to see like what actually is idealistic and what's just right. You know? Yeah. Now, but, you know, I, I'm I I'm not saying that you're 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 Kind of the practicality I hear coming from you isn't 
based in anything. I just yeah, and I don't disagree I with anything so you're people, saying. I'm just like I look at it and I'm like, ah, Mitch McConnell's too much of a dickhead. He's just too much of a dickhead to let Bernie do any of this stuff. Maybe Hillary well, you know, Who knows? But this is also six. This is a political fight from six months ago. I don't know. I just. Well, why didn't Joe Biden or okay. Elizabeth Warren run? They were like better versions of the two options that we had. It's fine. Uh, Who knows? I think. I okay. Know. I think. I what know. is the last thing I'll say? And we'll get. Th- and we'll get to that last thing soon enough. And I, I bet. I bet. I bet a lot of people are are saying, "Oh, you're fighting about politics from last year. We got to worry about politics from this year." I agree. And you hear that in my voice. And you hear he just has some things he wants on record. We'll hear more about his beliefs as well as his experience. We'll get back on track with that right after we hear from the the advertisers that help this show happen. Check it out. If you're into science at all, you probably know Neil deGrasse Tyson's hit podcast, Star Talk Radio. Well, there's a great new show from Star Talk you gotta check out. It's called Playing With Science. Each episode brings together athletes like Hope Solo or Lance Armstrong and scientists like Neil deGrasse Tyson to explore the stories behind iconic moments in sports, like the technology that helped Usain Bolt become the fastest human on Earth. That's rad. Nerdy science merged with sports. Who doesn't like that? You get the nerds, you get the jocks. We all cross over, get along. It's going to be super fun. Check it out. All you have to do is subscribe to Playing With Science from Star Talk in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy it. Playing With Science. We got more phone call. We got more opinions. We got more stories. Illness, life, love. What happens? Dogs. What happens? Let's find out. Beautiful Anonymous. That is the last thing I'll say. I don't, I don't want. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not sensing that you're trying to talk politics too much, and I don't really care if we do either. But I, I, I liked that with the Bernie stuff. There was a logic, right? Maybe it was super idealistic, but it's like if we can get enough people that um, are down with this stuff, you know, I mean, that's how democracy works, right? You know, you can, you know, pressure people to do stuff. It doesn't matter what Mitch McConnell thinks if you got both sides of Congress and you know, a movement of people that's developing over, you know, 20 years, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I just like, I just like when there's, I like when there's a theory of actual change, even if it's idealistic, there's an actual theory to get things done. There's a logic that we can follow, you know? And it's like, if you don't even have that, you're just walking in in, in mud. Yeah. Right. And and I, and I supported and, Hillary. And, and to that, this day, I can't tell you what she actually really was pushing for. I can't, I know, I know, mm. I get it all. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Donald Trump is our uh, our president. Yeah, well, it's an actual reality yeah. TV starts. Fine, he's the president now. We'll deal with it. But hey, I've I voted I voted for Hillary, so I'm not trying to. I don't want people out. If, if this gets out there, I want people to be like, I voted for Jill Stein or anything like that. No, I mean, you know, yeah. shoot as high as you can, and then you make the practical decision when you got to. That's what yeah. I think. The last thing we want is people listening to be like that 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 dude who um who dedicated his life who pushed who pushed through a tough upbringing to dedicate his life to trying to learn about world cultures and see what positive change he could bring to the world and was tragically stricken by meningitis voted for Jill Stein. Fuck him. We don't want that. Yeah. What? It's the last thing we want. What a jerk. Right? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. I. I, I can I make a little a little public service announcement? I, I have this. Um, 
I've been unfortunately fostering this stupid little little dog. I actually I should make him sound to be really wonderful. But um, if anybody out there wants to adopt Lewis from City Dogs Rescue in Washington D.C., and I don't I don't currently live there, so I don't, people don't um, think I live there. But it would really help me out. Then I get this little twerp out of my living space. Uh huh. But he's super cute. Um, he is not well behaved, but I think his his looks makes up for it. It really helped me out. And how do people find? <laughs> how do people find this? So you're fostering a. You, you you're open get, to saying get, this, so he's up, not well behaved, but very cute. Yeah. How do they find this dog? So just, just, just open that Google machine and type "city dogs rescue" uh-huh. um, in the DC area. Look for Lewis and just just adopt him, please, like now, because. <laughs> He is biting my foot, and I'm not into it. And I don't know how to train dogs. I like cats. Um, yeah. He's super cute. He's a little puppy. Just, just someone, just do it. Just do it. And then, is, is that appropriate? Can that, can that be in there? Sure. If you wanna, if you wanna use this platform to pitch that someone adopts a dog that is currently annoying you, yeah, you do what you want. Well. It's been done, Chris. Yeah, I bet the dogs are. I bet people are already clicking on their Google machines, as you say. They better be. And is that is this going to out yeah, you? Or are people going to find out who you are via this? Uh, no, no, no. They this won't. Third party they organization. Won't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I I don't live in this area. Yeah. Um, I'm just helping helping someone out with yeah. this. Yeah. And is it L E W I S or L U O U I S? L-E-W-I-S. Good to know. I would have guessed the other one. So Lewis City Dog Rescue, D.C. area? Yeah, they're good. They're a good group. They do good stuff. Yeah, okay. If I've been told. If anybody listening wants a, an admittedly poorly behaved dog that bites, his name's Lewis. With a lot of potential. He's, he's very cute, little dude. You know, he's just a puppy, right? <laughs> he, he doesn't know what he's doing yet. He's just trying, oh, yeah, just yeah. trying best he can. I'm going to look this, look this dog up right now. Lou, yeah, look look them up right yeah, now. They're in they're in oh, oh we're looking it up. They're in alphabetical order very far. Oh, he's very skinny. He's a miniature pincher well, feist. He's already neutered. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Medium young male. Lewis. Gen eight. He's very athletic, great jumper. Eight loves to go pounds. on runs. Smart. Okay. Gets along great with the foster family's dog. Loves no, playing. you know, to be honest, uh, I feel like I need to disclose some things that I've learned. He is not. Did you say he's smart? He is not smart. <laughs> On the website, it says outgoing, trainable, yeah. playful, adventurous, friendly, energetic, brave, quick learner, and smart. All of that is true. He's a wonderful dog, except his smarts. Yeah. He ran. He he ran into the uh, glass door yesterday, full speed, trying to get outside. Not smart. Uh huh. Not a smart dog. Says Lewis is working on his introductions to other dogs on leash because he sometimes barks. Would do best in a home without mm-hmm. cats. He is too interested in cats. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like. Sure. <laughs> what is going no, but, on I mean, with it, you? Why it, do it, I get it, such it, a kick it, out of you, man? It would it would really help me. You know, I gotta get something out of this too. Besides just Let's enjoying, you know, I'm, your sweet yeah. sweet voice. I, I feel. Oh God. Oh, God. There you go. Give me the business again. Let's go. Let's see. Crate mm. training projects. Goes into his crate easily and settles down very well. Sleeps through the night in his crate. Wait. He does. Yeah. He, for anyone out there, he, he does sleep through the night. That's his, his best <laughs> asset. That and his, his face. 
loves playing with toys and investigating new and interesting things. Did you write this? Lewis is a very smart pup. No, no I, did, says, I did not write It does say in here again, Lewis is a very smart pup and will respond very well to obedience training. Ah, oh, that's questionable. I think I think he has potential to learn. He's just he's just not a super bright dog. Doesn't mean he can't he can't respond to obedience. He says he yeah. like, it says Lewis likes rough and tumble play. He is still learning how to curb his rambunctiousness and playing with people. His mm-hmm. his confidence that, that and playfulness. His confidence and playfulness will bring his fa- new family new adventures every day. That I did not write that. Um <laughs> Look, I can't believe look, you're he's pitching a, rough, a dog rescue. He's, he's a little puppy. He's, he's a cute little puppy. He likes to cuddle. But he did something to teach him how not to bite your leg. And if you can do that, you'll have an awesome lifetime relationship with Lewis. I think you should rename him. We've been calling him Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights because he's kind of a jock. So um, if you take this dog, please continue to call him Riggins. Um, then you can call him Big Rig. That's what we do. Uh, yeah. So that's, 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 that's the dog. I, pre- I appreciate this opportunity, Chris. Please. I'm glad to help. And anyway, org. You search for Lewis. Let's get this dog off this so if, guy's hand. The guy got meningitis. Can't train a dog right now. If two things happen from this podcast, I hope that A, you change your damn hold music to something vibrant. B, Lewis, a.k.a. Big Rig, has a home. All right. Okay, we can accomplish some good here. I make no promises on the hold music, but my guess is that we might actually get a few clicks for people looking at Lewis. I feel like I feel like you got some sway on that whole music jam. If you you know like if you can't know. change that, what can you do? Hey, I show up. I tweet out the number. I do the call. We'll look at. I'm sure we'll look into it. Jared literally okay. just shrugged All his right. shoulders. I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. I like you. No, wait. Do you live? You live with your family? Where are you living? What are you doing? That see, that's the issue. I'm. I'm all over the place because, you know, I'm not a young dude. Um, uh, 30s, 40s? You know, I'm not old either. Yeah, yeah, 30s, early 30s, um, very early 30s. So, so you, I'm not trying to live with my family. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, when you're dependent on people, you got to live with whoever can help you. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Uh, no significant you, other right you now? have an illness. That's the, yeah, I do. I have a wonderful significant other. How much time do we have left, left Chris? 10 what, minutes. What, what's almost, going on here? Almost 10 minutes exactly. So you, if you have any bombs you want to drop, <sighs> now's the time to do it. Um, I mean, I don't know if 10 minutes can cover the relationship angle here, Chris. Uh, we could try. Okay, and you got to stop using my name because it's really, it's given you all the power and I like to be in the driver's seat. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't that funny how you don't even know my name? It's like you can't even compete. <laughs> it's, some, it's, something that, it's something that I've been uh, enjoying. You Ooh. could make up a name and, and, and pretend you got You call me, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm playing. I'll call so you Little relationships, Rig. Eh? You're Little Rig. Try to, little Rig? Yeah, try to balance out the status because you've taken so, all the power so what, in this. What, what, what we have right here is a comedian who can't handle being outpowered by a sick dude. <laughs> 
I, what it, what is what does that say about about your hand size? Huh. Ah, you're destroying me. You're destroying me. Any, any, you're, we, got, we got nine minutes. So I, we got to talk about about this last dimension here. Yeah, you tell me. What, is that all right? You go. You're. I have no say in it. You're just. So, I'm along for the ride with that's you. That's right. I don't think. I don't think you do have the say. Whoa. So, so I. Uh, you know, I appreciate you for 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 real. I uh, really love your podcast. Don't you've helped you, me out a lot. Don't and you, I just want to. I just want to make sure that this is known. Don't bail on the bit. But, um, you don't bail on the bit now. I'm making you feel more powerful than you felt since you uh, ate some weird bananas out yeah, of well. Uganda. <laughs> You own it. You own it. I, I have a, uh, I have a wonderful uh, significant other who actually um, came to pick me up, right, and and help you know from from abroad and um, helped me a lot. And um, maybe there's people that can relate to trying to have a successful relationship, even when you really love the other person. It's mutual. When you have a chronic illness. Um, it's hard, right? Because one person is having to be fairly selfish, um, or or spend a lot of time with self care. Um, the other person maybe just wants a normal date, right? Has to give a lot of him or herself, um, and it works for a while, right? Easily because you know it's love and it's new, and you're trying to help the other person. You feel compassion. Um, after after a year a year plus it starts to get really rough um no matter how much you love the other person um i'm still with my my girlfriend uh, my partner um but it's rough right um you know and my partner herself has had a, a chronic illness in her life so that's probably why uh we're together she's been through it right and she knows what it takes, but um, it's hard, you know. Yeah, especially I would True. imagine one of the things that that she must have been attracted to you was a relentless selflessness. That's that was clearly one of your defining mm. qualities. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Did you just yawn? Yeah, you know. No, I said. I said I don't know. Oh, that sounded like. You were actively bored. I think yeah, I'm feeling very it's insecure just, about that power dynamic thing still. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully I'm, you know, um, giving a clue to, to future callers on how to, you know, handle you. <laughs> how to steamroll me. Okay, so, you're, so where mm. are things at now? So things are strained. No, no I'm actually at, at her house with her family on Christmas, for Christmas oh. holiday. You know, it, I don't know if strain's the right word. It's just... Um, yeah, it's like the slow, how many cuts can you handle? Right. And uh, how, um, long is like love just enough? Um, eventually you need a normal life, right? Eventually you need to go out on dates. Eventually you need to have, you know, two incomes or, um, you got to move on at some point. Right. So it, the question is how long can a relationship handle um, this no man's, this no person's land, um, you know, and how long is compassion enough? Um, 
but we love each other a lot. Um, so we hope it works out. But you know, at some point, you got to get well. So yeah. I often feel I feel a lot of pressure to get better, even though I can't impact it. And um, you know, she can only give so much of herself for so long until she's just burnt the hell out. Uh, but she's she's awesome, you know. She came and picked me up abroad, and she she's been there for me um, in every way. I love her a lot. Um, so I guess we'll see, right? You are the definition of level-headed, my friend. Well, and what is that? What is that definition? Define it for me. You just—you very thoughtful. You t- it seems like you look at things from all different angles. It seems like you're totally fair about the possibilities of where you're at, the limitations of where you're at, and it's—it's it's very. Uh, I mean, I've been pretty, you know. Uh, you know, you get pretty angry, frustrated too. So I don't think that I'm always the most level-headed. I get pretty, you know, frustrated um, as well. So, yeah, I think on the whole, I'm fairly level-headed, but, um, you know, when something lasts for a long time, you have your moments and sometimes the moments last for a couple of weeks and you get out of it and you get a new strength and then, it's kind of a cycle, right? And then you just hope one day you can start again. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I'll tell you one thing that I've learned for sure um, is that in this country, we don't have, uh, I guess it gets back to that Bernie jazz, but we don't have safety nets for people that get sick. You know, um, you know, I, uh, I will share, I was lucky enough to um, get some free health care um, that I've helped me uh, get, you know, a bit back on my feet a little bit. But God bless someone who happens to be in my situation, get sick, and they live in, you know, someplace without expanded Medicaid or whatever, and uh, they're getting in debt. Some cycle is, is, is hitting them. They don't have a support system. They're screwed because we don't have a safety net. There are certain states have safety, you know, health safety nets. Some don't. Yeah. You know, depending on what the governor thinks is right, and it's unfair, right? So luckily, I was in a place where I could get some health care, I could get the right tests, I can um, get some treatment. But, did you Did you, you have health care before you left for Africa? Yeah, yeah, I did, and you know, and I had good care when I was there. Yeah. But when I came back, you know, I was no longer working, and you know, you are dependent, right? So if you're in a place without, um, you know, government support, um, or, you know, essentially I was a poor person, right? Because I wasn't able to work. Um, I was really dependent. And if, if you're not in the state that can help you out, well, you know, yeah. hopefully you got some family. Yeah. That's that's where those that's where those poverty cycles start. Yeah, I've read a lot about right? that. It's hard to get out of it yep. once you're in it. Yeah, well, yeah. It just got so sad. I really enjoyed talking to you. We got a minute left in it, and no, that's not supposed to be sad. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be uh, real. It was that's very real. Be, um, 
but it's heartbreaking to hear you it's just good. end on going yeah but it's a but it's a good thing uh, it should be an example of how that works right you know if someone get falls ill with potential you know they get better because society was willing to give them free healthcare for a while they get better they get diagnosed they get treatment then they can use their education whatever to get back at it that's how it's supposed to work it's not good for society when someone you know gets sick and can't get out of the cycle because society didn't want to invest in them for like a year it's horrible we we shouldn't be that way yeah i agree it's crazy it's really crazy that people convince us to vote against their own self-interest sometimes it is yeah and you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. In an effort to affect positive mm. change, I'm going to. What are you going to do, Chris? I'm going to briefly. You have to that name again. I'm going to briefly look into the possibility of changing that hold music, and if it's something that requires more than 45 mm-hmm. seconds of can, work, I'm probably not going to do it. Can, can I get a little, uh, a little promise? And it's not that you'll change it; it's that if you do change it, you will let everybody know. They'll know. As soon as they hear this episode, they'll know. They'll know. Caller, thank you so much. I hope uh, Big Rig Lewis gets adopted. I hope you feel better. I hope your relationship maintains. I hope that you learn so much about yourself and the world as you uh, as you listen to it and just wait to feel better. I really sincerely hope that happens soon. So thank you for calling. And thanks, everybody, for listening. It means so much. Thanks to everybody who contributes in the Facebook group and lets me know how you're feeling about the show online and Twitter and Facebook and all those other places. Thank you to Jared O'Connell for putting in the real hard work on the show. Thank you to the Reverend John Delore and Greta Cohen for helping build this thing. Thank you to Shell Shag for the intro music. You want to know what I'm up to? Go to chrisgeth.com. If you like Beautiful Anonymous, please do leave a rating, a review, subscribe on iTunes. It genuinely helps so much. Please do it. And in the meantime, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Thanks again to Match for sponsoring today's episode. Match has led to more online relationships than any other dating app. They are not only number one in first dates, but in second dates too. Connect with thousands and create your own modern love story on Match. Start your seven-day free trial at match.com slash beautiful. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, we talk about power. I mean, literal electricity. Also love... I bet when this comes out, I'm going to get a lot of tweets from people that are like, actually, I'm way into the power grid. I should work there. I know more than she did. I bet there's going to be a bunch of those people. Yeah. I bet I'm going to get mess- links to power grid message boards. I bet. I bet there's people out there. I bet there's a... I'll keep track of your Twitter and see if I find anything, because I'm curious, too. <laughs> now, I, here's a question. There's a whole network of people out there making sure my house doesn't burn down when I do that, isn't there? I've never considered yeah. that until this moment. Yeah. You're one of these people. And I was at the same point because, like, I mean, I just started not too long ago. So, like, this is still, like, kind of, like, mind-blowing to me. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous.
Hey, you don't have to be a sports fan to enjoy Scarborough Country, but if you are, you'll also enjoy it. This is a chance for us to break down the ridiculousness in the world of sports. And if you aren't a sports fan, you're going to get a little knowledge. You're going to be able to enter that conversation that's maybe going on about the Super Bowl or whatever. You're going to have facts and opinions. We're also going to provide ways of lampooning the world of sports. So if you hate it, here's a chance to get your digs in as well. If you love sports, there'll be plenty in it for you. We think you guys will enjoy it, so check it out on Earwolf.com, iTunes, or where you pick up your podcast. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.com.